friends. Welcome to WrestleBuddy's Game Spots Wrestling Podcast, both wrestling friendship and wrestling with friendship. I am your host, Matt Elfring. Join the MattElfring.com. And with me, as always, is Chris Hayner. Chris, how are you doing? What? Join the MattElfring.com. That's not a thing. Join Dark Order, Matt. Join DarkOrder.com. Uh, I'm doing good. It's, uh, I had an early, like, you had a late night. I had an early morning. Um, I got up, I went for a run this morning. Like, like, just a real cool, tough guy. It's, it's a, I don't know about you work-wise for you this week. This week, I have so many movie screenings I have to do for work stuff. So it's a lot of late nights, but you know, good. It's Comic-Con week. Big, exciting week. And most importantly of all, Matt. Pro wrestling is back, baby. We're in front of fans again. Pro wrestling is back. There are fans. There are people cheering and or booing. Wrestle yeah. people. There's there's a lot of booing, and I'm kind of into it. Also, I said we're back in front of fans. That is not true. We have still never recorded in the same room together. Wow. Uh, no, I'm sorry. We've never recorded this show in the same room together. Anyway, Chris, what's on the menu for today? Matt, this is a real fly by the seat of our pants kind of episode. Uh, we're going to talk about a few, just a few different things. We got to like, it's a, hmm, it's a, it's a, it's a tasting. This isn't a meal so much as it's a tasting or an, an appetizer, an appetizer sampler. Uh, we're going to, we're going to dig into, yes, wrestling. WWE went back in front of an audience and it made a huge difference. We're going to dig into that. We're going to talk about the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive pro wrestling action figures, which is mm-hmm. which can't wait. And we'll see what else we get into. We'll see. We'll see what else we'll get into. We'll see. What is, else could we get into? I don't know. Who knows what will come up over the course of our delightful conversation? Oh. Okay. Well, let's talk about some fans and uh, get right into it. Anyway, uh, so here's Triple H interview. What? <laughs> I did an interview with Triple H. You sounded d- like this. Wait, did you really? I am uh, the game. The game. Matt, we interviewed, Matt, we interviewed we got, two Triple H. We got a new review on the podcast. I just found out. Wait, what? It's from uh, two days ago, and I don't know how she found the podcast or knows how to review it. It's from my mother, Matt. Oh. It just says, best podcast ever, but I'm not partial. Here's what I'm going to tell you. (laughs) My mother has never listened to this podcast, and even if she did, she would hate it because she doesn't like wrestling, and she probably hates listening to me talk about dumb stuff. So do, like user Kimala, I don't know that that might not be your mom. That could be anybody. Yes. As we know, there are so many people named Kimala in the world. There are. Uh, I know at least 4.7 out of five. It's amazing. My mom is Kim Hayner and everyone assumes it's short for Kimberly. And I'm like, no, I'm like, well, why is she named Kimala? I was like, I don't even think her parents had a reason. They just like the way it sounded. I refuse to believe it's a real name. Well, it is best. Also, Kimala Hayner and Kamala Harris are kind of similar. So every time I would see something about Kamala Harris written on the bottom of like a new like, you know, they on the news, they have the crawl that goes across the bottom of the screen. Oh, yeah. If I wasn't paying close attention and I saw Kamala Harris I'd be like, oh, God, what did my mom do? Anyway, Chris, uh, money in the bank audiences return. Actually, Smackdown before. Smackdown, baby. 
SmackDown, audience have returned to to watch the wrestling, to watch the big beefy sweaty boys. I will Robert. now. I, I I want us to make sure we note. Uh, obviously, WWE is not the first company to have fans back in the audience. Uh, AEW's had varying levels of fans and has recently returned to quote unquote capacity sized crowds that are uh, they haven't they haven't played any venues quite as big as the ones WWE is playing. But like they have been packed to the gills. Uh, but I will say uh, seeing WWE in all its over the top production glory in front of a full packed arena of fans. Whew, ain't nothing like it. And we got three nights. over. we got the the Smackdown we had uh, on Friday. Then on Sunday, we had Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And then on Monday, we had Raw. It was. uh a weirdly transformative experience for me to I see people all cheering. I just watched Money in the Bank and then clips of SmackDown and Raw. I watched I watched all three because like I I thankfully my uh DVR, even though I do not get the East Coast broadcast of SmackDown live, uh for some reason it records it live on my DVR. So I'm able to watch it on the East Coast feed. And I, I happen to be home around five. Uh, on Friday, and I I tuned in and like man, it just felt good to have that electricity back because mm-hmm. that's what it is. It's it's electric. You can it's feel electric. It. Can you feel it? You can feel it. I man, like hearing those hearing the pop during the kickoff show of Money in the Bank for the Usos, and then the Mysterios who entered the Stargate with Kurt Russell. Uh, I hated that. But hearing the pop from the fans like mm-hmm. that just felt good. Like it's that's the first time I felt like mildly normal in the past year and a God, year and a half. Oh, it's true. Well, I remember and I distinctly remember and like you could tell. You could tell on the talent when they would walk out and get hit with that wave of noise that like, yes, we all we all liked Thunderdome to varying degrees and it was a decent enough replacement but like seeing the looks on the wrestlers faces when they walked out just showed mm-hmm. that like there is no replicate that Kevin Owens cried when he walked out like he walked out and it hit him and like I it looked like he didn't expect it to hit him like it did like it did and he had to like just take a minute to compose himself Edge just screamed give it to me give it all to me uh for me I didn't get to see Kevin Owens cry because Peacock the streaming oh. service in the United States was down for all the entrances for Money in the Bank. Yeah, and most Matt, of the match was, for that, me actually. That was on Friday, Matt. The the Kevin Owens. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm Friday. sorry. That was Friday. It was old hat by Sunday. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah but, but for the, me the, on Sunday it was it was new. It was brand new. You know, uh, hearing the crowd like super pop when Naomi came out and did her glow thing mm-hmm. was like the best. Like it made me so happy. Like not yeah. only do the fans still love Naomi as they should because she's the best. Uh, absolutely but man that entrance like it felt like it had life again you know because like in the Thunderdome era you can't have a lot of life in that well no because the whole thing especially especially with Naomi the whole thing is like the camera panning out to the crowd and you're seeing uh at like the crowd under the black light dancing along with the music and everyone's it's a it's a party the the best thing the best compliment i can give to any wwe event is it feels like you're at the best party you could go to because mm. everyone's having a great time 
fo- like focused around the same central point, which is we're here for wrestling and we're here for these characters. That's why when John Cena spoilers came out at the end of Money in the Bank, the crowd like went bananas and it was incredible. Yeah. Oh, God, man. When he came out, I'm not the biggest John Cena wrestler fan. John Cena, the human I, I love. I love. Um, but when he came out at the end of that, like, what a way to close money in the bank, man. What a way to like, I remember saying, I think it was hell on the cell. Maybe it was the pay-per-view before that. I, I have come to kind of a crossroads with WWE because WWE has not been creating moments. Um, they put on matches, but like how much of this stuff do you actually remember two months later? What you're here for WWE is, is you want moments. You could talk about at the water cooler the next day. Or over Zoom with your buddy Chris. Um, I remember all kinds of moments like that time that Bobby Lashley fought Drew McIntyre that one time. Well, I mean, WWE did create moments during the pandemic. I would say that the Titan Towers Money in the Bank match is a weird, fun moment. They were it was they were much more experimental early in the pandemic. Which was great. As as the pandemic wore on, WWE fell into kind of a it felt honestly, it felt like a lot of WWE fell into a holding pattern yeah. of like we just gotta get to the end of this so we can get back on the road. We just gotta get to the end of this. Yeah. Um and that's why, like, yes, do I like do I think the Thunderdome is a cool concept? Absolutely. Like, and technologically, it's it's bonkers. Um, but like there you can't replicate, and that's why, like, I'm so glad. Honestly, John Cena probably could have come back before now. I'm glad he didn't. I'm so glad he didn't. Because you got to hear that pop from the audience. Yes. And you got to hear it just as loud the next night on Raw. And no Becky Lynch. But but we I don't think we needed two giant moments like that in one show. Like Becky Lynch and John Cena. Are are you forgetting that uh, uh, William Goldberg also made his long awaited not by by nobody arrival? That's not a moment. That's just a thing that happened. I mean, WWE plays it like it's a moment because he walks out and there's sparklers and he like coughs on smoke and then he kicks at the air and then he says, I'm next. But who who is Goldberg for at this point? And that's no offense to Bill Goldberg. I love you on the Goldbergs, by the way. Um, I because Goldberg is. I guess it would be aimed at our age, our age demographic, people that remember him from WCW, people that loved him in WCW. But after watching the past few runs that he's had in WWE, like, it's just not exciting. Well, and like, it's not as if Goldberg was all was ever known for having like incredible wrestling matches. That was never his thing. He was known for being an unstoppable beast. That was kind of his thing. And we're I, like. I want to believe, I like to believe, I hope to believe that we're past the era of the two minutes main event. Yeah. yeah. That's not fun. That's why I also Mm -hmm. wasn't honestly that interested in Brock coming back to face Bobby Lashley either, because that's what it would be. It's going to be like, we're going to, we're each going to do our finisher nine times and then one of us is going to win. Yes. That's not, that's boring to me. No, I want a well-told story. Look at that uh, Roman Reigns edge main event. Like, God, what a match. I I don't think that would have done as well for us at home if it was during the Thunderdome era. No, But like because the audience drove that match and it was fantastic. Like to hear like the yay, boo, when, you know, the punches are being thrown, the pacing with the audience reaction in the background where like two men are staring at each other, but you hear everybody cheering like 
that is an A plus paced match in front of a live audience. I'll also say that's the match Edge needed. Yeah. His return, like I, Matt, you know, I love Edge. I love Edge yes. to death. He's incredible. His return hasn't been the legendary return it should be because it's been in front of a Thunderdome or even earlier on at the WWE PC where they had WrestleMania last year and him and Randy Orton fought on top of a truck yeah. in one of my least favorite matches of all time. Yeah. Like it's he, Edge. Edge is such a crowd facing character because it's all about the cocky strut to the ring, the pyro, the the over the top theatrics. Oh, my God. And when he was playing, when he was like leaning into the heel side at WrestleMania, I was like, this would have played so much better if he had time to build this character in front of this same crowd as opposed mm -hmm. to in front of a Zoom window. But at the same time, uh Roman completely built his character in the Thunderdome period. And I think that was the best way to do it because he's he's still hated by wrestling fans, but he's hated by everyone for good reason. Like, that's who his character is. I think I think why Thunderdome was good for Roman Reigns. And I, I feel like we've I think we've talked about this before is that mm -hmm. the, the build of Roman Reigns heel character has been quiet. His yes. words have been chosen carefully and it's been done in such a way that like if you're having to speak over a crowd screaming what at you after every sentence, it's not going to work with mm -hmm. the Thunderdome uh, setup. He was able to speak very low into the microphone and everybody heard him because he is Roman Reigns. He is the tribal chief and he will be king of the world or whatever as opposed to like oh. i'm coming to SummerSlam to beat you up like it, it like you know which when I'm, you have when I'm you have roman to reigns my name is roman reigns i am head of the table and i like to bake cookies let's bake cookies together because i'm i'm roman reigns i'm gonna do a power bomb we're gonna i'm gonna give you Superman punch and Michael Cole's going to talk about how the Superman punch is coming for about seven minutes, even though he doesn't do commentary for me anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul <laughs> Heyman. Oh, hey, man. <laughs> anyway, yeah, wrestling in front of like it was so it was so good to be back in front of an audience. Mm -hmm. It was so good to see that uh, the, I. I have I have a complaint that. Here, let's hear it. I am devastated that the pandemic has killed the very short era of Raw and SmackDown having different sets. I thought the Raw set was all was ugly as sin. I thought that big curved piece of video screen was terrible. I was okay with it. It was hey, interesting. I loved I loved the SmackDown set so, so much with like the weird tunnel of like, I don't even know what to call them, but you know what I'm talking about? Those weird little video screens that were like crooked lines that were lined the entrance way. Mm -hmm. Like I just, I love the SmackDown. We saw that set in person. I think we were at the first, we were at the first SmackDown on that set in Vegas. Yeah, we are actually. Yeah, that's right. And it was great. There. That set was so cool. Um, and now it's gone. And but but now every, it's all just one giant video screen, which I'm not mad at. No, it's fine. It looks good. It's gonna like it looks it looks impressive on television, which is the goal of that. 
They can put John Cena's name in the most giganticest letters across that screen. Uh, Johnny Cena. Johnny, Johnny scene scene. Um, my only hope and after kind of watching what's going on in Raw, um, not too helpful, uh, is that they don't just drift at this point. Like they're not just like on cruise control, you know, with storylines, uh, like put some effort back into the audience era, please. I think they're going to I think they're going to go hard at least through SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah, I would hope so. They They need to gain viewership. That that is a stadium show. And viewership viewership at the tail end of Thunderdome was way, way down. I believe they said that viewership on the first SmackDown back in front of audience was up a bunch. I would assume so. I mean, it's a reason to watch again. Absolutely. So I mean, all the pandemic really proved is that like if you've gone to a local wrestling show, you know this, that like wrestling isn't wrestling without an audience. It's true. Anyway, I don't have any more thoughts about that. I'm happy the live audience is gone. Or uh, happy the live audience is back, but that's about my only. Are you account. kicking them out again? We just got them back, man. You're already yeah, sending get them out of here, door. guys. Bring God. back that Thunderdome. Bring back the Thunderdome, baby. I want to be see... honest with you. I thought they were going to do a hybrid of the live audience, but also Thunderdome. I thought they were just going to like randomly put screens around the arena to let virtual what's, audiences pop. What's 13 year old Billy from uh, West Beach, Virginia doing? Oh, he's picking his nose. Uh, and then just realized he was on the Thunderdome. Speaking of people in the audience, um, I don't know if you can answer me this. Uh, mm. The front row of a Money in the Bank kind of when you're uh, <laughs> yes, Matt, to the please. right. Yes. In the front audience, there was a guy in a tan suit. Does to the, anyone to the know? right of the announce table. No, he'd be to the left of the announce table. Oh, I thought he's to the right of the announce table. I thought the announce. No, he was in the he was in the here. front right corner from the hard camera. Oh, OK. Or the, I guess in the back right corner. Um, he was behind the ring post most of the time, that back right ring post. But like the cameras constantly were cutting to him. Like, is he famous? I I think that the camera people or the director of the show thought he was famous. That was my takeaway. They're like, look at this guy in the front behind the cut ring back box. to Ethan Hawke. Is so uh, that he's got a suit on? He's paid a thousand dollars for these tickets. John, that's not Ethan Hawke. I got to Ethan Hawke. <laughs> Ryan Cabrera. It's a it's Alexa Bliss's fiance. Got to him a lot. Oh, you mean uh, the incredible standing woman, Alexa Bliss? Yeah, I like I love Alexa Bliss. Ryan Cabrera. That's Ryan Cabrera, right? That, you know how that's not Ryan Cabrera. He's not wearing the weird giant brimmed hat that Ryan Cabrera wears. And he also has puffier hair. Have I ever told you about the Ryan Cabrera concert I went to, Matt? Oh, Jesus, no. So it wasn't technically a Ryan Cabrera concert. It was a California Dreams concert. Do you remember the TV show California Dreams? Chris, of course I do. I am almost 40. I watch that every Sunday. Okay, so in Los Angeles for a long time, there was a Save by the Bell uh, pop-up restaurant that was the Max. Yeah. And one special night they held a California dreams concert where they reunited the cast of California dreams to sing songs from the TV show, California dreams. Here's the thing, not a real band. 
Uh, so mm-hmm. the band this night was fronted by Ryan Cabrera with some musician friends. And then they brought like Sly, the manager came out to introduce them as the dreams and all this stuff. Like it was, it was so, so good. And like at, at that moment, I was like, you know what? Ryan Cabrera is okay in my book. And then he started dating Alexa bliss after that. I was like, okay. I, I believe wonder- he's friends with the Miz too, like real life friends. Oh, good for him. Yeah. But yeah, he seemed like a really good dude. And uh, he sang songs written by the California Dreams, the greatest band of all time. Uh, the only way that this could be better is if it was a, a triple bill of uh, the Dreams, um, Zach, the Zach Attack. Mm-hmm. And of course, my favorite fictional television band, Matt. Uh, oh, my God. The Heights. Do you know The Heights? Yes. Remember the Aaron Spelling TV show? How do you talk to an angel? I do know how to talk to an angel. No, that was the song. It's man. you whispering to ASMR. How do you angels hold them close to where you are? Angels love ASMR. Then you hold them close to where you are. Why are you doing this? All right, let's talk about toys. Enough of this. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We are coming up on uh, the weekend of San Diego Comic-Con, also known as Comic-Con at Home this year, where I won't have to go to Comic-Con, um, which is great. It's a tragedy, Matt. This is, the, this is another year where you and I will not get loaded and eat tater tots at Bub's. Or get loaded and eat whatever they have at the Warner Brothers party. Oh, God. I like I don't know if you saw. I sent out a tweet last night. It was just like, hey, so what time is everybody going to the Warner Brothers party? I miss it so much. I might like last year. Last year, I set up a Warner Brothers SDCC party Zoom. Oh, Chris, I know I was there and I was super trashed. Yeah, might have to do that again. But I'm, I ooh, might see if people want to do something locally in person. Like maybe I can get people to go with me to the Hard Rock Cafe Friday night. I can't, Chris. I live outside of Chicago. That's true. Do you have does Chicago have a hard rock cafe that you can go no. to? And then I guess I'll just hang out from? with Carla. Oh, that's, there you go. She lives in Naperville. Yeah. She's close. Carla, nobody on this show knows who we're talking about. No, we're talking we're talking we're, about entertainment journalists. Enter, entertainment journalists, baby. Um, anyway. Anyway, the SDCCCC is known for uh long panels, long lines. Food that will give you diarrhea from inside the convention hall. What? Um, oh, but lots of walking slowly like a penguin because the guy in front of you keeps farting and walking slow. Uh, it's also known that. for what's a huh? What? I'm sorry about that. Yeah, well, it should be. It's also about exclusive figures. And while there is not a in-person Comic-Con this year, Mattel, as always, is putting out a new wrestling figure for Comic-Con with the WWE Ultimate Edition Sergeant Slaughter. It's so good, Matt. Can I read you the press release? 
Can you perform the press? Yeah, release? I'm going to read it. Okay, go ahead. Uh, here we go, guys. This is the press release. Do it in uh, Sergeant Slaughter voice with like maggot. Actually, this is not the official press release. This is what uh, the SDCCC blog has written up. I'm still going to read it. Action Figure Insider has the scoop on Mattel's first Comic-Con at Home exclusive, a WWE Ultimate Edition Sergeant Slaughter. Stand at attention, and that's an order for the six-inch figure of the famous WWF Championship wrestler, also known as Robert Remus. No one knows him as Robert Remus. <laughs> who's who's like, you know, Sergeant Slaughter, Robert Remus, right? <laughs> I didn't know his name was Robert Remus until right now, and he's had me in a headlock before. <laughs> This, <laughs> the figure this? comes in nostalgic packaging that will transport fans back to the 80s golden era of WWE. Sergeant Slaughter features true FX, lifelike detailing, and more than 30 points of articulation to better recreate all of his fighting poses. <sighs> okay. And holds equipped, uh, comes equipped with an extra head, swappable hands, and authentic entrance gear. He will retail for $35 and will be available at Mattel Creations on Thursday, July 22nd at 9 a.m. Pacific time. All of his fighting poses, the Cobra Clutch and pointing in the air, that's all he does. Here's what I'll say. First of all, Thursday, July 22nd, that's the day you're, if you get this podcast on day of, that's today. So go, yeah. to, the, go to the Mattel Creations website. I think it's MattelCreations.com um, and you could snag this bad boy or it's creations.mattel.com and you can snag this bad boy for $35. I'm thinking of doing it because I kind of want it. My only issue with the pictures that they have is you can't it's with the glasses and hat on. I want to see what that looks like. What it looks like without the glasses and hat. You don't get to maggot. I mean, but the face like from what you from what we can see is like dead on it's a like it's got that scowl a yeah. masterful chin um one of my favorite things about the way this is packaged is it's packaged in what is made to look like the old wrestling superstars ljn mm -hmm. packaging uh which was the bit like the rub the rubber figures yes um they, i don't think they were rubber they were, were rubber kind of, they, were, they were they were kind of rubber plasticky rubber whatever they were they were great um uh, which also reminds me that uh, AEW is releasing one of those of Cody that is a very, except this isn't one of those types of figures. This slaughter figure is the ultimate line of figures, which is Mattel's most articulated, uh, most detailed, most decorated uh, line of figures. And it looks cool. It looks very, very cool. But I w here's my here's my butt. I wish this was sort of a collab with G.I. Joe. So they yes. were doing a WWE Ultimates version of the G.I. Joe Sergeant Slaughter. And it also was a two pack and came with Nemesis Enforcer. And it came with like a swappable head for when you want to make Sergeant Slaughter an Iraqi sympathizer. <laughs> God, remember that that happened. Yeah, I remember it. That's a real thing. I'm saying. Uh, it does come with some accessories you get it, like I can't tell. It looks like the glasses come off. I can't tell if the hat comes off. It has hat, to come but off. It has to come off because Slaughter doesn't wrestle in a hat. However, you also get a cloth jacket, a cloth camouflage jacket. It looks like with a zipper or it's made to look like a zipper. It might be Velcro and made to look like it. Also That's zips. Velcro. But like you see the little zipper tag, right? Yeah. 
And then he also comes with the batons. We could like tell you to stand at attention, you little pew. Oh no, that's not a tag. That's his dog tags. Is that? A it dog looks tag? like a zipper. It looks like a zipper pull, but it's actually his dog oh, tags. It's dog tags on like a black string. Yes. Or a black piece of like plastic. It's, but it's definitely Velcro. You can see the Velcro sewn yeah. uh, sewn in. You can see, yeah. Um, man, it's a it's a good looking figure though, and yeah, it comes with a baton. Uh, it comes with the gloves. I think the gloves are just stuck. the gloves are painted on, so you can't really take them off. But if it comes with removable hand, swappable hands, you could probably have it with the hand gloves off. I'm assuming. Oh no, you can't. No, the swappable hands all have the gloves on because it's different, like pointing and saluting the American flag. I wish I had glasses like those. I wish I had those sunglasses in real life. They're solid sunglasses, man. Um, I don't see the swappable hands and whatnot. Yeah, well, you can see the different versions of the hands and the different uh, photos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see the fist, the point, and the salute. Yeah. Okay. Here's here's the big mistake on this. Okay. The box it's come it comes in shows Sergeant Slaughter in his iconic fighting pose of one finger in the air. Yeah. Uh, but he's holding an American flag. That does not come with the figure because in the figure photos, you see Slaughter doing the exact same pose, but without the American flag in his hand. Yes. That's a bummer. I wish it came with an American flag on a pole. It's like making Hacksaw Jim Duggan without his two by four. Oh, uh, but Matt, that's not the only thing. Uh, Mattel has coming. Oh, get ready for it, guys. launching on july 23rd at 11 a.m pacific i'm genuinely surprised this exists it's 11 a.m pt yeah this will be on friday um if you're in the future then you've missed out tomorrow uh mattel much like hasbro's has labs has its own um crowdfunded like expensive toy thing called mattel creations this is new i think this is a new thing mattel has launched now yes so i think these are like the first products on it they are launching a WWF ring, mm. um, the a, a new generation um, arch that you can walk through. It's all lit up and a diesel figure. And it's going to retail for $250 first. I want to get that out of the way. Yes. However, if you look at the ring, the ropes are all like connected. Like the ring is super duper detailed like if you take the top apron off it's two by fours underneath you can see all the steel beams the aprons are actually cloth not plastic like the one my son has uh it's probably the most detailed ring to date and it's yes uh, like you said it's all styled to the new generation era of wbf uh, according to this thing i'm this this uh description i'm looking at uh this is an enhanced scale ring this is the ultimate edition ring so much like slaughter is the ultimate edition of slaughter this is the ultimate edition mattel ring mm-hmm. um a court like it has the sculpted base which is the as you can see if you're looking at photos the blue beams underneath the ring however it also has a wooden plank framing to simulate the old school construction so that leads me <laughs> old to believe, school construction i believe all most <laughs> rings still use yeah. that so but that leads me to believe that that wood is wood that is actual wood underneath the ring mat, which you then because the, the thing about this ring is like if you go to if you go to like Target and you buy a wrestling ring, you're just going to get a hunk of plastic that's just painted. 
Yeah. Uh, this is a ring that you essentially have to build. You put down, you're going to get the frame. You're going to put down the wood planks. You have to put the, uh, the ring mat on top of that. You drop the, you drop the aprons on the sides. You put in the turnbuckle posts and then you attach individually each turnbuckle and you run the ropes through it. The turnbuckles are made of cloth. The turnbuckle mm. hooks are metal. Like it's all very colorful. The ropes are red, white, and blue, baby. Oh, it's so, so good. And then, like you said, Matt, the new entry, the new generation entryway, which as we all know, as like this neon oasis of perfection, it actually lights up. Yes. I don't know if it lights up in any sort of pattern. I don't think so. But it's it lights up so you will be shining bright as you walk through the new generation ring or your character will. It, and then it looks good, man. It looks so good. Uh, we talked about this a bit before we started recording. My one nitpick is something that WWE cannot do. It's that all of the WWF logos are the WW logos. It look mm. it it looks fine, I think, on the ring apron. However, on the new generation entryway, it doesn't look. It right. just looks like a W. Mm-hmm. There will be people that mod this. Like that's it's just better. that's a that's a fact, and it'd be. Again, um, yeah, two hundred fifty dollars, which is a lot of money, but this is probably the best looking. Um, this is from promo pictures. We don't actually have our hands on it or anything, but it's the best looking collectible from Mattel's WWE collection so far. And the diesel looks great. So the diesel looks great. And the reason it's two hundred fifty dollars is this isn't being done like a regular toy. You are essentially mm-hmm. kickstarting this, and everyone who kickstarts it is going to be able to get their hands on it, and it you won't see it in stores. Mm-hmm. Like it's not they're not going to sell these at Walmart. These They know that this is a limited edition item. They know that there is a limited number of people to buy this and they're giving those fans who are willing to pay for it the opportunity to buy it. Uh, the diesel I like a lot. I think this I think the scans on both faces are really, really good. Um, I love I love that diesel vest. It is a vest that has been in so many uh wb video games and i love it. it's it's just a it's a great great vest mm-hmm. um it like true to life diesel ha- is wearing the single glove uh, the the figure comes with interchangeable hands and interchangeable head where you can get him screaming or yelling i'm assuming so you can do like the, the editors like ah ooh, so you can pose your Shawn michaels in front of him doing the 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 muscle yes. pose thing um yeah, it's a it is a it is a good good figure, and they even got Kevin Nash's era appropriate tattoos in there, which I appreciate. The the, the tiger, was it the, the tiger? And I think a dra- it looks like a dragon. That's right. Man, I like I'm looking at a close up of the face sculpt of Diesel, and it looks really good mm-hmm. with that flowing black hair. Man, good stuff. Yeah, that's pretty much it for WWE collectibles that I've seen so far for um, Comic-Con, although I haven't been uh, really too into exclusives this year because... I haven't been too into exclusives. I'll also say AEW, as far as I know, doesn't have any Comic-Con exclusive toys coming from Jazzwares, mm-hmm. but they have recently uh, revealed their new... I think it's... Un- they their Their main line of figures is Unrivaled. And I believe the new line of figures is unmatched and it is another it's a smorgasbord of really detailed figures. But the one that stands out, I I mentioned a little bit earlier, is they have done an LJN style figure of Cody Rhodes. Uh, It's not. 
The design is a lot more detailed than the old LJN toys were. And it's also branded LJN. So like they've like the company has worked to get to license the LJN name at some on, on some level to brand this certain figure. I'm just, it makes me think that like we'll probably get for each run of the unmatched line of toys. We'll get maybe one of these uh, rubber style figures, which yeah. cool. Those are the figures like I, I distinctly remember even before I was a wrestling fan, I had LJ and wrestling toys. Like I had a Hulk Hogan and an Andre the Giant and a Rowdy Roddy Piper, and I made them fight, and it was great. So like, good on him. Not all toys need to be like super, super, super articulated. I think like these Ultimate Edition figures, they're not meant for, they're not made for kids. They're made for like people like us who grew up loving these characters and are now adults who may collect these things. Although I still give my kid like, oh yeah. Yeah, the $30 ones that I find on clearance sometimes. Oh, of course. Like, there's still funds for kids, but, like, you're not going to buy your kid a $250 new generation ring. No, no. No one's going to He's, he's got his $10 Target ring. And I bet he loves it. Yeah, he yeah. does. He's also got the Slambulance, which, again, he Ugh. loves. Are, are you, have you seen the new, the new Wrecking Motorcycle? With yeah we um one of the shows he watches like the youtube shows they the kids were playing with it on that and he's like oh, i okay. want it and i'm like eh. it looks really cool i also want you to get him the braun Strowman like crashing corvette or whatever it's called i do want to find that too remember when we saw that vehicle the actual vehicle in person at access and it was it was literally next to the toy version of it yes in a, in a glass case i could not stop laughing at that that was silly oh so wonderful those those moments that like that was a moment where wwe created a storyline to make a toy 100 yeah. well and they've done it recently with the motorcycle where yeah. but but what's weird is like i don't know if you caught this but like right after they released that motorcycle toy the motorcycle showed up on raw but it was being driven by Jinder Mahal. You don't hinder the gender. Yeah. Well, now he's feuding with Drew McIntyre. So I have a feeling at a certain point in this feud, Drew McIntyre is going to wreck that motorcycle. The toys have spoiled it all, man. That's going to bring us to the end of this week. Um, shorter episode, but you know what? You got a couple. Uh, you got a couple interviews last week. So um, it's true. Good interviews. The Actually, best. Matt, a great one because I wasn't on one of them. That was the worst one. Honestly, like, no, that was a good one. That was a good was one. A, it was a good one. I well, like that. You, you were, you were missed. I'm at the end of the episode for three seconds. That's all that matters. Were you really? Yeah. After the closing, after the <laughs> outro music, I put myself in. Oh, I didn't listen. Yeah. Why would you? you did the, I, I you was did the it. only person in the episode. So I was like, I am not listening to this at all. No, thank you. Uh, we will be back next week um, post Comic-Con uh, in a haze of sleepiness and like burritos. Anyway, Chris, you have any final words? Slambulance. That's a good one. Slambulance is a good one to end on. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Russell Buddies. We hope you had at least almost as much fun as we did. Go ahead and rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. You can email us questions at WrestleBuddies at GameSpot.com or Find us over on Twitter at Russell Buddies. I am at Chris Hayner. He is at I'm Matt Elfring. See you next week. <laughs>